This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello, guys. Hey. Hello. And special guest Colin. Say hello. Hello. Welcome back, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for hanging up on me, you dicks. All right. <laughs> hey, that, hey, that was all Alex. Technical difficulties, man. Yeah. I, I, I did laugh profusely, but uh, that was all Alex. That was a war- wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. You should have seen me care. It was awesome. <laughs> I, just kept, I just kept on drinking. Um, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff talked for another 20 minutes, and then he realized that was it. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to be talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders? Alex, yeah. take it away. I think most of us would agree it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Raiders yep. of the Lost Ark. Uh, before Lucas became, you know... Ugh, Lucas. He was all right. Lucas <laughs> would would probably be in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Top three. I'm gonna say top seven. <laughs> top but, one. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> this movie has it all. It's you know a lot of great you know adventure action, um, great dialogue between Harrison Ford and. Um, What's her face from Animal House? Karen, Karen Allen. Allen. Karen Allen. Thank you. A very foxy Karen Allen. Very foxy. Yup. Means we're goddamn partners. <laughs> I just saw Starman. She was in it. Oh, she was. Yeah. Bridges. Wow. Starman. <laughs> Nothing but Starman. Anyways, the scene. I want to focus on, which is right at the climax of the movie, spoilers, when they finally open the arc that was raided after they unlost it. And uh, all all the, shut up, all the, uh, all hell breaks loose, you know, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, tells Marion, close your eyes, Marion, whatever happens, don't look. Yeah, whatever set the precedent for closing your eyes is going to keep you safe. Did they, that ever get addressed anywhere earlier on in the movie because I don't think it did. He went to Sunday school. <laughs> he did go yeah, to Sunday school. He did go to Sunday school. He did go to Sunday school. They 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 definitely went out of their way to show that he knew about the the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think that's the thing. <laughs> in the original so, script it was count backwards in Greek and you'll be safe from the ark. But I think they cut that and moved that to another movie, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so You're supposed to not happens? say anything. Colin. Don't, don't, yeah, don't don't listen to any Alex trivia. <laughs> what? So I'm curious what 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 would have happened if you just like peeked one eye open just barely? Would would only half your face melt off? You'd be smitten or smoted. Maybe your eyeballs would have popped out, but you wouldn't be dead because mm. everybody else was staring. You're trying to trick God. I don't think that would work. <laughs> People do it all the time. <laughs> he can't like, be everywhere at once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is he all powerful? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, his name does start with an I. It does. What? That's true. <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> Anyways, lightning is, you know, shooting out of the box. The, the thing gets blown up. Oh, no. First, they open the box. And What's like, in the what? box? It's just... And Belloc, who thought he could be protected by swallowing that, that fly, he was mistaken. He just dips his, <laughs> dips his hands into the box, and it's just a bunch of sand, and everybody's all disappointed. And then lightning starts shooting out everywhere, starts blowing people up. And the dude that got it worst has to be... How, how do you pronounce his name? Toth? 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 That bad guy, he finally... <laughs> Besides that poor bastard getting his hand burned, he really got his comeuppance. <laughs> the worst hair ever. <laughs> he was such a good goon. He was. He yeah. Was right, right up there with uh, Odd Job and Jaws and that dude with the sword that got shot. Yeah, it's, al it's almost disappointing he dies. You kind of want to see him in uh, Last Crusade with uh, Hitler next to Hitler in that the scene where they're burning all the books. That Indiana, <laughs> Indiana Jones fights the Nazis part two. Yeah. yeah. I hate these guys. Just to follow up, who's the worst goon? Hi. Romero. Yeah, Romero. Yes, you got it. Alright. <laughs> Woo! So anyway, every lightning shoots into people's eyes, except for Tot, who his tote. tote tote bags. His face just in a magnificent artfully crafted special effect where his face just literally melts off right down to the skeleton. It was amazing and horrifying to see it as a child, but it was awesome at the same time. I loved and was had nightmares about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how really old cool. you were when you first saw Raiders? I think I was about 10. I had to be it had to be about 10, 9 or 10. I remember seeing Temple and Last Crusade in the theaters, not, not Raiders. I, I think it. I was like four or five. I still saw it on Beta. Nice. I saw Ra uh, Last Crusade in the theaters, but I don't think I saw the other two till later on. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I think I remember when we went to my uncle's house. He had a VCR. Like he was the first one, so we all went and watched it. And I didn't really know what I was watching, other than it was scary. I was scared almost through the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was probably scary because he had to like get a power loader to even get that thing open and pop the. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> VCR won't open. Give me the screwdriver. Yeah. But yeah, that scene, it it's got to be a, like the whole thing has to be wax, right? Filled with liquid and stuff. Is there like a documentary on how they made that yeah, special thing? Yeah, there is. They they used uh, the stuff that they stick in your mouth when they're making dental molds. Oh. So they they they. He, the guy created a layered uh, sculpt of uh, that actor's head. Uh, what was his name? Um, Toth uh, or Toth? Ronald Lacey is the guy's name. And um, hey, Lacey, course, watch out! Of course, it's just in that one pose. <laughs> it's not like his face. And today, if they did it in CG, his face would be like warping and turning and writhing as it melted. But anyways, it does rotate so they, slightly. It does have some motion. That's true. It does rotate a little bit, but yeah, uh, think... and then they just put it under a heat lamp and uh, shot like a, a time lapse of of it, and it worked out. Yeah, yeah and what they awesome. also said that cool thing where like his hat moves, 
I didn't expect that to happen, but of course, as the wax was disappearing, it wouldn't fit anymore, so it fell down. That was like a happy accident for them. Yeah. Very cool. I wonder if it was a similar process for Poltergeist. But in the mirror scene or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That's a movie I haven't seen in forever. I gotta rewatch that. I think, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more later, but yeah. Spoilers. It was interesting that the a um, little bit of trivia they had to to make the movie PG they had to put a giant like flame coming directly out of Paul Freeman's aka Bullock's like character as his head exploded because they couldn't just show his head explode <laughs> point blank. It's still the the Wild West as far as the the ratings go, right? Oh, I know this is before was... PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Where the other Indiana Indiana Jones movie set the PG-13 rating. Yeah, yeah, Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was pretty horrifying and awesome at the same time. I love that scene very much. Now, is it just me or remember the pole that Indiana and Marion were tied to? At the very top, isn't R2D2's like top dome on that pole? <laughs> I haven't seen that. No, I know they have uh, in the. Uh, was it the the Well of Souls there? In yeah, grave. they show up there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about R two. That dome at the top of the pole always reminds me of R two. I'm like, is that it? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. Belloc's all is a fly. <laughs> so yeah, as a, the right horse and the movie's over. Yeah, yeah my, pretty every, much. We, we were watching this movie the you know last week and uh my wife was telling me to swat the fly off the tv and then it, like she's like oh it just looked like it went into his mouth i'm like yeah no it actually <laughs> <laughs> his mouth. acting was that so the it, scene when they were in the tent uh, no not in the tent he was telling indiana jones go ahead blow it up oh, you want right. to see it open as much as i do yeah that's the same um, valley that uh, the Jawas capture uh, oh. R2 and 3PO. Ask about that. Who did he? Who did he? Wow! <laughs> so I have to ask you guys a question. Did you guys close your eyes during those scenes or no? In that last scene, I should say. No. That, it, it was one of those where I was so shocked that my eyes just, my eyelids just peeled back and I was staring at everything. So it was burned into my memory. Yeah. I, I, I remember. Like... I remember. You know. I, okay. Of course, I didn't close them at first. But then, as soon as I think I saw like that one ghost went goes from like a pretty girl to a evil demon. It was like eyes were shut. I'm listening to India. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't too late. I do like that comes into play when you if you ever go to Disneyland, you go on the Indiana Jones ride. It starts off with the. The guy telling you to keep your eyes closed. Oh yeah, yeah. Sulla. Yeah. No, oh, the the best trivia I just learned this the other day. I, I've never heard this. Is um, Danny DeVito was slated to play Sulla. <laughs> yep. Have you, have you guys heard that uh, one? Before? I never heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was I, that, I I could see it, but. John Reese davies is the man. 
they wouldn't have had to do any uh, like camera trickery in the Lord of the Rings if they cast him too. <laughs> <laughs> Just a dwarf. That's true. A drunken dwarf. <laughs> And they wouldn't have had to put any fake fur on his feet or anything like that. <laughs> That's Hobbit. Come on, oh, man. Right, right. Well, don't the dwarves have uh, pretty nasty-looking feet, too? Or they yeah, all wear boots? But they're not stuff. hairy. Oh, okay. And they do wear boots. Speaking of Lord of the Rings trivia, Ooh. am I the only one that that noticed that Belloc is the same thing they have to say to get into Moria? Oh, you're right. <laughs> I hadn't put the two together. Mm. Yep. Yep. Next time you watch. But nice. isn't that from Tolkien? Let's not split hairs here, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Belloc. No, I don't remember if he actually says it in the book or if it was just like a, the elvish word. Or I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Belloc Lugosi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are we going to talk about the rest of the movie, Alex, or? <laughs> yeah, I guess we should. Okay. We, we, have, we have to talk about the opening. I think it it is, even above Star Wars for me, is like the most classic, the best opening to any movie I've ever seen. I have definitely. that in my notes, Colin. Best opening in movie history. <laughs> it's definitely the most iconic boulder ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was pretty amazing. I wonder how they stopped it, because I know they actually built a giant, like, fake boulder. Uh, well, obviously, but... Well, a couple it... stuntmen died, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it, was for the, it was for the craft. They're, they're migrant workers, so nobody better than I. <laughs> so if you just kind of go from the very beginning like I don't know if you guys know this like well, I'm sure you know this they show the very beginning like the Paramount logo and it dissolves into a mountain that kind of looks like the Paramount logo mm-hmm. but did you guys also this is some trivia that the reason that it was released through Paramount is because Fox pissed off George Lucas with St- Empire Strikes Back I had not yeah they tried to sue him and Kirshner because they didn't put the credits at the beginning of the movie Oh, so, yeah. Uh, so I they let him do it for Star Wars because they didn't think Star Wars was anything, and who cares? But then all of a sudden, when it was a big hit and an empire, like the Directors Guild, the motion pictures, everybody started suing. And, like, you know, Lucas paid all the fines, but that's why he dropped out of all the guilds. And that's why he. Uh, oh, and then they fired Alan Ladd. That's the big reason why he left Fox. They fired the guy that was leading. Fox because he got mad at him with the deal with Star Wars or whatever, so he did screw you, I'm taking my next movie to Paramount. Fun fact. I just assumed that it was because of Steven Spielberg, but... No, it was a Lucasfilm, right? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the producer, so... Yeah. yeah. And then when he moved away from Fox, he also lost Tom Selleck, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be one of those like true facts that everybody knows, or is that not true? No, it's true. And yeah, I know I'll be true that everybody knows it or not. I could totally see it though. I don't know yeah. if the movie would be as classic as it is. I could see it being more like um, Jewel of the Nile or whatever. But in that on that level of like awesome eighties movie, but not no, not what it is. That mustache would have brought a lot of character. Yeah. 
I think he would have lost the mustache for that role. I don't think so. <laughs> but I think you're right. It's the collaboration of all three of the guys, right? Like, you know, the famous scene of him shooting the swordsman and all that stuff were Harrison's ideas. So you're right. I think it would have been a great movie, but just wouldn't be, like we said, our top ten, top seven, top three. Well, yeah. In that scene, Harrison was just sick and lazy. Like, I don't want yeah. to be here. Bang. But, but maybe Tom Selleck <laughs> wouldn't have eaten the local cuisine, and so he would have been fine. I brought my own water purifier. Higgins yeah. suggested it. And yeah, maybe he wanted to drive a Ferrari over the guy instead of shooting him. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Selleck does too much blow and accidentally kills a hooker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or Marion. You don't know these things. Yeah. <laughs> what if? Apparently, uh... Steven Spielberg was the only one not to get sick in Tunisia because all he ate was canned food. <laughs> but everybody else got horribly sick. Everybody else ate the dates. I think yeah, uh, dates. I think John Reese Davy totally shit his pants uh, in, in, one, <laughs> in one scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford uh, couldn't be more perfect casting. We've talked about this before in previous casts. Uh, just that that perfect blend of you can tell he's he's a badass but he's he's kind of uh, he's cocky but just uh, just enough that you don't dislike him uh-huh. and, yep. but it's still the same level of cocky where there's a payoff when things don't quite go his way you know he he, he thinks he's smarter than he actually is sometimes and, <laughs> yeah but you know what like facial expressions like when he's when he tries to jump across the opening at the beginning after uh, Doc Ock throws the <laughs> whip yeah. on the ground. And he jumps and he's happy. He's happy with himself that he made it. And he like grabs the root and then it slips. And then that look on his face like, oh shit. <laughs> he has the best, the best like, oh shit face I think ever. He doesn't lose his head. Yeah. The ubiquitous Alfred Molina. <laughs> yeah. Who didn't actually get to play a British guy for like the first half of his career. <laughs> He always had to play some weird, like, South American or Mexican <laughs> or, or German. He never got to play a British dude, which is what he is. <laughs> he's a good actor. Yeah, he's got range. Mm-hmm. Didn't he play the Pope? Or not the Pope, a Cardinal, right, in the Da Vinci Code? It's one crazy Pope. Uh, I think you're right about that. Yeah, he's in a freaking one... Pope. Yeah, he's one of them. One of them weird-dressed religious dudes. Sorry if I offended our Catholic audience and Alex. What? <laughs> I think I think you meant to say, except for Alex. <laughs> uh, Catholic trivia: those uh, wafers that they give at church—they're actually Nilla wafers. No, they're actually the body of Christ, idiot. Yeah, and <laughs> he was made of vanilla. <laughs> Duh. All right then. I didn't know that. There you go. Today I. <laughs> Have so you, anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, just going back to the beginning. I mean, that's iconic. Him stepping through the temple, not stepping in the light, not stepping on the stones. I mean, everybody mimics that. I can tell you at work right now, we had a water leak, and they have these little tiles out where we're supposed to stand. And every single person going by is like reenacting Indiana Jones as they're trying to get to the kitchen. <laughs> did you in a sharpie? Did you put like all the letters <laughs> of the letters, alphabet yeah, on there? Start putting letters out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had to spell out Jehovah. <laughs> I wanted to put like draw little like tiki faces on the wall as you're going by and have dart shoot up. <laughs> yeah. um, the re- you know the replacing of the the idol with the bag. I mean, all just within the first five ten minutes. That's 
probably been more than Star Wars or Jaws or anything of just like mimicked behavior by people. I yeah, would you, think you knew you knew your you got your money's worth within the first yeah that first scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a great way to set up the character and have some action at the same time. Yeah, and like you know they always did that in James Bond movies, right? With a big action sequence at the beginning, but I I don't know. I just think this is so much better. <laughs> it is. It, well, they, you know, they, they, Steven Spielberg was like, I always wanted to make a James Bond movie when they were done with, um, I think it was uh, Star Wars or Empire. They were, him and George Lucas are sitting on a beach in Hawaii and talking about how Steven Spielberg always wanted to make a, a James Bond movie. And then Lucas was like, no, I got something way better. And that's where where it started. Yeah, Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah i think i've heard that story too colin which is pretty cool I like before they discussed that like someday i'm gonna own this island yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. what do you think of the name jar jar <laughs> hey we're not bagging lucas on this film all right we can do it on our other podcast and this one he deserves props that's true major <laughs> um but you know then it goes out and he you know as typical indie fashion, he always pretty much comes out on the bottom. Um, you know, Belloc steals it from him. You find out he's afraid of snakes, which is a nice little human moment for Indy, which is funny at the same time. And this is something just maybe it's my it was my imagination as a kid. I always thought when he there's a snake and it's on his uh, crotch that he picked it up and threw it out of the airplane and as you were flying away you can see the little snake falling. <laughs> I don't think but, he does that. <laughs> no, you don't see that. I but as a kid I always imagined that and so it was like my mind, every single time I saw it, it like filled in the blanks. It wasn't until years later as an adult. I was like, he's not doing that because Peter would get upset. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys, were you guys ever surprised that you never saw that, that other character ever again? The, the pilot? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Haven't going back, you're like, you, you like have this, the movie is so great that you kind of forget all about it. But going back and you watch, you go, hey, I, I remember feeling like, I wanted to see him later on in the movie. Like, yeah. that was his partner or something, you know? I, I was just kind of chalked it up to he had this whole life and net, people that he networked with outside of the, the college, outside of the university. So he knew, like, he would know people like this random dude that could, you know, fly him on a, a, a biplane out of the, the Amazon or wherever they were. And just, <laughs> he knew people that could help him out yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and it just it, happened it, to be one of those seems guys. like it's. It's the uh, you know the Sully to the the Nathan Drake Indiana Jones you know yeah yeah I never actually thought about it until you just brought it up but that's true I mean he has his short round and <laughs> over there he's got like you just said Sulla he's got this guy so yeah it's probably just his yeah network as Scott said but I never thought about it until you mentioned it so that's a good point <laughs> speaking of his college days. Has there been any other movie or instance where you even heard about a girl writing something on her eyelids? <laughs> no, but my, my, kid, my kid's, the veins in his eyes, I swear it looks like it says, wow, or something like that. Like, <laughs> it, it almost spells something out. It's, it says, instead of, I love you, it says, I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was just a fantastic little tick. Yeah. That, you know, all... You know, he's this dreamy college professor, <laughs> yeah. and the, she she wrote in her eyelids for him. <laughs> and I he notices too. That's that's a great movies. character beat too. Yeah, I gotta say, was it this movie? You got this is such a quick like little thing. Was it this movie or in um, 
crusade where uh, Brody comes in to talk to Indiana about whatever and all the students are leaving and <laughs> the one, the last kid just kind of drops an apple on his desk and walks out. That's the first a, movie. The true apple polisher. <laughs> or he's just, he doesn't want to give him the apple but he's mad that he got a bad grade because he seemed pretty pissed off when he slammed the apple on his desk. Well, he was like no, the only dude in the class. Yeah, I, th- I think the joke there was that he, no, there was other dudes but I think the joke was that the the women weren't the only ones attracted to him. I think that was a subtle. Uh, okay, uh, I could see that. Uh, all right, mm. I don't <laughs> think so, Scott. But if you want to go there, sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, just tossing that theory out there. If you had to have sex with a man, who? <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse than Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. which leads to I think I brought up before like one of the best um, um, exposition scenes of all time, where they're talking with the government guys, and he's. Just drawing, he's Harrison Ford on a chalkboard, is describing what the Lost Ark is, how he's going to find, how they find the hole in the temple, where it is, the history of the Ark. I think it's like the greatest exposition scene because you don't find it boring. You're learning, yeah. Uh, unless unless you actually went to Sunday school, maybe you did know all this stuff ahead of time. But being that I didn't, I learned a lot. The and then they they follow that up pretty much with the with him getting on the plane, and there's some other great exposition where they just have the red line on the map <laughs> yeah. Iconic, yeah the iconic red line well then no they had the scene where uh he finds out in his and he's at his house it's great like i don't know what it what it is about harrison ford movies they always every time he's in his own home it's like amazing architecture like in blade runner and then in this scene he's in his home with his like smoking jacket on, and he like nonchalantly pouring champagne when Brody comes to tell him that he's got the funds to go, but it's like this great Art Deco architecture, and I don't know, I don't know if anybody else notices that stuff, but nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a design nerd. What do you want? <laughs> but uh, great, great little scene there, and then it jumps to the yeah, the the classic like dots on the map. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's gotta yeah. be one of the most copied and spoofed uh, things in movie dumb. But there's a lot that's... of a lot of things from Indiana Jones that everybody spoofs. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. This movie's been mimicked by more than anything, and that one being maybe one of the top ones. And yeah. we also skipped over Porkins. He makes a cameo. He's <laughs> one of the federal guys. Top yeah. men. <laughs> not, not I'm all not... right. And then he explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while, while eating a hamburger, uh, <laughs> nothing. But in nineteen in the nineteen thirties, that plane flight to Nepal would have had to take fucking two days. It's like it would have been fucking, the most terrifying would, flight of all. Yeah, it would, have, it would take like fifty hours of plane rides to get over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Speaking of Nepal, I, I love the scene where they introduce. Karen Allen and uh, and Merritt, the Marion character, and she's just, they're in a drinking contest. She looks like she's about to fall on the floor, how drunk she is. And then all of a sudden, Indiana Jones shows up, and she's perfectly fine for the rest of the scene. It was cool. They get out of shootout. (laughs) Cool shadow. You just see a shadow at first, and then... Yeah, yeah. that was good. Pastore, pastore. Oh, yeah. Trading money, trading money. Also, that person that she drinks on the table, is that a man or a woman? I um, always thought the same thing. I'm so still confused by that. I was watching it. Last time I watched it, I still was not 100% sure. Uh, I think it's an androgynous man. 
<laughs> but, uh, yeah, without going through the whole movie, I mean, uh, we can just start naming your favorite parts. I, I think the scene when they're in the Well of Souls and just the music when he's trying to kick over the uh, statue through the hole and just that music kicks in, which is another thing we can talk about. How John Williams is the greatest guy ever, but yeah. just that music kicks in and he's riding it down and. Uh, talk about another terrifying scene is when she's in there with all the skeletons and everything. Um, yeah, John Williams, as we said before, or at least I think I've said it, uh, the, the the score is as iconic as anything. Uh, same thing goes for Star Wars and Jaws. Those movies are not the same without without his uh, without his background music. Didn't I just say that? For yeah, all but movies? well, you said he was great. But I was just, I was just <laughs> and all the movies he said. All right, I know how to name them out, but okay. Well, no, I I was just referring. I think I in a different podcast I'd said that something. To the, yeah, I like the, John Williams. Back to tote crossover moment. What's uh, one of your in other movies? What are your favorites? Like classic effects scenes, like traditional special effects scenes. Mm. It's no CG. Correct. Okay. The Star Wars before they fucked it up. <laughs> no, no, what, what scene? Oh, come on. <laughs> the the Rancor Pit. The Rancor Pit was good. I know yeah. what mine is. It's Chubb Peterson's hand from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> That's Oak. Real sturdy. <laughs> I love any movie that has like the big ass models and stuff like like Alien and and the uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. <sighs> Those are so great. But as far as like pure effect, I don't know the thing. I was just gonna say that, Colin. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, I already said Chubb, so you got it. <laughs> it for, for me, it's not one hundred percent an effect, but just the the flyover of the city in Blade Runner. Yeah, just the models. It's a ridiculous amount of detail. Just the models. Just the models. <clears throat> Another good one is I don't know if this is considered. It's not CGI, so I'll consider it. Is in Superman, where he he flies Lois around and he lands on her balcony, sets her down, and then without without the shot cutting, he goes. She goes to the front door and answers it, and Clark comes in. And that was like they use like rear projection or something and some trickery there. Oh, I think that's pretty cool. Seen that in years. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. For me, I always think of the uh, the Meg Mucklebones scene in Legend. Like the creature effects are just amazing in that. the The suit that the dude wears is awesome. It's like Tom Cruise just went to get the armor and his shiny shield and everything, and he was walking through the swamp, and then all of a sudden. Meg Mucklebones, this like swamp goblin just pops up and she's all green and slimy and oh she's so disgusting. Oh and it's all you know, just traditional effects. It was amazing. That mo- that whole movie's just worth it for that scene for me. That movie's a rough watch these days. <laughs> it is. I'm just gonna toss it out there. <laughs> I gotta say though, the special edition has the original soundtrack, not the Tangerine Dream soundtrack. I was gonna say I was just about to the soundtrack is fucking terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but with with the original, they they actually have an or- orchestral classical score in the like overseas okay. version, and that is okay, so very awesome. They they didn't have like the the bassist from Asia doing the 
<laughs> we're, we're rocking the synth for that one. No, it was all uh, some Philharmonic, you know, famous composer did everything. But yeah, if if you can find the version of that, watch that version and not the Tangerine Dream. Is Alex sounding bad to anyone else but me or no? Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, Alex was super watery that whole yeah. last bit there. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry about that. We got, we got the gist of what you were saying. I, I, I want to say if you get it... Oh, never mind. I'm going to be talking out my ass. I was going to say it might be on the Blu-ray, but I don't actually know that. Hmm. Look at, I'll look it up. All right, anything else from Indiana Jones? I mean, the fight with the big, bald German is pretty epic. Uh, we could do fisticuff fights <laughs> yeah. in a later podcast for that. 20, 20 styles barking. <laughs> How about just Indiana punching and that sound effect? That's pretty iconic, too. Just that, yeah, it sounds like a whip. And <laughs> Yeah, whenever I try and do a punch sound effect, that's always what I try to mimic. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and just his... The way he throws his whole body into it. I don't know if you remember, there was an Indiana Jones video game on the original Xbox, maybe? And it got that down pat. I, the most fun I had playing that game was just punching people, because he really <laughs> felt like Indiana Jones. Because he was just... They mimicked it perfectly. What it, <laughs> it was just awesome. Just, ugh. That was an punching nine game, wasn't it, Alex? <clears throat> oh, was it? It was. The like, used to, like, walk up and punch people. Cool, we got that right now. <clears throat> <clears throat> Cool. Anyways. <laughs> so I had a, a teacher in college who, who made an interesting point about... Uh, and then you wrote on your eyelids? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was after he made this point. But he, oh. he, he, he said, isn't it interesting that Indiana Jones never actually affects the plot of the movie? Like, he steers it, but he he never really, like... Everything that happens would have happened without him in the movie. I don't think the Nazis would have found the cave. No, I've... I've, 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 I've written a... Or written, I've read that, that theory before, Colin, and there actually is something to that. Yeah, <laughs> Basically, he doesn't, he doesn't really beat the Nazis. He just knows his eyes closed at the end of the movie. Yeah. But what yeah. Alex just said, would they have found it without him? Would Belloc have gotten the idol at the very yeah, beginning they without him? They would have gotten... Well, the idol didn't have anything to do with the you know, the plot to find the Ark. And they would have gotten the, the headstone from um, Marion if Indiana Jones hadn't showed up first. You know what I'm saying? Like it, They would have gotten... It, it, it just like, if you think about it, <laughs> he's... he's He's the MacGuffin of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Indeed, the light is going out. <laughs> but he does he does make one important decision, as you mentioned earlier. He doesn't blow up the arc when he could have. That's true. He could have changed the course of history. Well, no, if he wouldn't... Ha well, never mind. I was going to say, if he wasn't in there, they would have gotten the arc, and they would have shown it to Hitler, and would have killed Hitler before the war started. But they still probably would have opened it on the island without Hitler being there, so never mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Wait a minute, it's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 it just goes to show how great a movie it is. Like, 
the fact that that can be the case and it's still so incredibly entertaining. Well, no, no, here I got it. If he wouldn't have intervened, they would have done their test. Oh, it killed a bunch of people. But then they said, okay, well, now we know. We just don't have to look at it. We'll just go throw it over in, uh, <laughs> in, in Europe or we'll throw it over on the... Yeah, but nobody would have survived the first test. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. Somebody could have. There had to be some blind, a blind Nazi in there somewhere. Yeah, right? Eventually, yeah, Hitler would have just wasted through people until he found out what was going on. And then there you <laughs> That's true. He would have thrown wave after wave of his own men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nazi set a pre preset kill limit. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything else? Though the one thing I always liked is, um, sorry about that. I liked when Indy rides a submarine on t- top all the way there. I don't know how that was possible. Bum <laughs> <laughs> bum bum. Did you guys know that that was a submarine from DOS Boot? No. Oh. Yep. And from Beer Fest? <laughs> yeah, probably from Beer Fest as well. <laughs> we we kind of mentioned it, but the whole fighting with the swords and him shooting them. Other iconic scene. The monkey doing the Sea Kyle. <laughs> Goddamn monkey. Begs, begs the question, how long, how, long does, how long does it take to train a monkey to salute Hitler? <laughs> I mean, not long, as long as you give him good dates. I guess. <laughs> does anything yeah. bad happen to that guy, by the way? The eye patch uh, guy? Yeah. No. I don't think so. He looks an awful lot like the guys that um, in... Venice in uh, Last Crusade, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Way to be racist. (laughs) (laughs) All in at (laughs) gmail.com. I wish I had that email address. (laughs) Don't act like you don't. Send all emails to call (laughs) 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 Avoid attention. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's move um, on to our list. Jeff, what do you got? What do you got, Jeff? I. I got um, movies or scenes that made me cover my eyes as a kid or uh, even as an adult. <laughs> so I can guess one. Okay, go for it. E.T. Nope, not true. What? I never even watched E.T. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you until go. I was, until I was way older. And then by the time I watched it... Uh, Did you I cover your eyes? No, I, I probably was like timid, and I was kind of probably looking through my fingers. But <laughs> once I actually saw, it, I was fine. So no, ET is not on my list. Uh. But um, I will say Predator when he would pull the uh, spinal cord out of his body. I always, even as a <laughs> mid teenager, I would still like pretend not to look. Like I'd be watching at a friend's house, and I'd like look the other way or check the, my watch or something. It's like, did Always you see that? Gross. Oh, yeah, totally. It was <laughs> cool. Um, Jaws, uh, just the one scene where he ate the boy, and then the, like the second killing, uh, that always freaked me out. So much blood, I think. So that was another thing. I'd watch the movie and just kind of turn away. Um, this one, as an adult, to this day, I still can't watch it. Is Kill Bill when she steps on uh, her eye? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't watch it. It's too gross. Um, 
one of those, oh, let's see if anyone sent me any messages. Let's check Twitter. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> that, 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 as we've established, is also because of Quentin Tarantino's foot fetish. Yes. Yeah, I don't mind the feet. The toes. I mean, it's the... The toes. <laughs> no, no, the toes. No, no, it's the toes. The toes. Yeah, the no, I'm, I'm just saying that he... That scene's there because he wanted another excuse to show Uma's nappy toes. <laughs> Ghostbusters, the cab driver. That guy was gross. That monster was gross than any other ghost in that movie. That always freaked me out. Um, someone already mentioned Poltergeist. That entire movie, I think, I watched with my eyes closed. <laughs> I... To this day, I don't think I can watch the the, cl- the clown. That one that ruined me. Yeah. Uh, another one in Raiders is what I think I kind of mentioned earlier is when Marion's with all the uh, monster or the skeletons, and that one comes out the snake, giant snake comes out of the mouth. Oh, that looks so out. great. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you guys, we might want to take a beer break right now because I have to hold the baby for a bit. And we're back. Uh, don't worry. Oh, I was doing my list. All right. Um, yeah. Movies that make you uh, cover your eyes. Yeah. Right. Uh, bringing my list back up here. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, Temple of Doom. When he used to put, when he pulled his heart out. Anytime he was pulling the guy's heart out, I would always turn away. Kalima. And then, um, have you guys ever seen the movie Zombie? It's that Italian guy, uh, Lucio something. Uh, Gigliani. <laughs> what did someone say? Gigliani. Not you. The horror, the horror director. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, Argento. It's not, but it's not Argento. It's another one. Uh, it's like F- Fellini. Something <laughs> that sounds Italian. Sure. Um, <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> Luigi Giuseppe. There's, there's a scene. Where the zombie like reaches through the door, he like breaks through the door, and he can't get in. But he his arm breaks through, and he grabs the girl by her head, and he's like pulling her toward the door. But there's all these like splinters from where his uh, hand went through, and it just slowly he brings the head toward the this one giant like basically a knife of a splinter, and it just goes and it goes and it like zooms in on her eye, and it actually shows the thing like piercing her eye and her eyeball exploding, and I saw about. You know what? I don't even know if it explodes because I never finished watching it. So let me just go right there. <laughs> that, I know contact is made, and then I always and to that point, I can't even get close to watching that anymore. Um, just a couple more here. Uh, actually, just I think more. Alex closed his eyes. That oh, it was a dead alive <laughs> when they were uh, oh, feeding when they were... The, the soup with the eyes, or, or no, the the oh, snot. Yeah, yeah, that was it. What? Yeah. No pudding. <laughs> oh, that was fucking gross. It was gross. That's Almost, the thing. I don't close my eyes to scary stuff. I mean, maybe I just didn't watch very many scary movies when I was a little kid. But when it comes to gross stuff, like there was this uh, Tosh point oh where there were some lady. And it's like a real video of some lady like. <laughs> popping this guy's like cyst on his back and i oh, yeah i was I about that. to yeah i was i had to turn away I was I'm so open with a box cutter yeah i was like oh that's fucking nasty <laughs> yeah that's pretty gross She's the like, thing oh, i have stinks the the thing i have the hardest time with is not the the gross stuff or the scary stuff it's the super awkward stuff <laughs> like like I, I can't get through an episode of 
say let curb your enthusiasm curb your enthusiasm without like turning my head or closing my eyes at some point because it's so <laughs> it feels so embarrassed by for the person watching it real movies or meet the parents <laughs> or meet the parents <laughs> gonna meet me yeah, meet that's, the that's, parents that's different i'm the same way i don't like awkward situations but that's not me covering my eyes for a second that's just me i'm not gonna yeah, watch this i, I squirm more during that is my point though yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's me more uncomfortable i understand that <laughs> Anyway, uh, last what was one on my yeah. list. My last one on my list is: Do you guys remember that game Phantasmagoria? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and there were a couple scenes in that game where just heads were exploding, and I don't remember how realistic it was, but as a, I was older, but still a teenager, and that would gross me out. I remember one where she her she was strapped into a chair, and this big old blade comes down and splits her head open, and that was always <laughs> gross and disgusting for me. Uh, the one scene that's the worst for me is when. The, the girl strapped onto the chair and the dude, the psycho doctor, puts a funnel in her mouth and he just keeps stuffing, like, organs and meat down her throat until she chokes and dies. I don't think I got wow. to that checkpoint or that <laughs> the choose-your-own-adventure part of this. Me either, but that was, like, recently, like, a highlight on one of the most disturbing scenes in all of video games. Oh, really? Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, damn. The shit that they used to get away with. Yeah, no kidding. That was what SNES era. Not even. I, was, I got on the PC. PC. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was okay. like seven discs or something. <laughs> anyway, that's my list. Nice, Scott. I, or Colin, go. I, I was just gonna say I have one more piece of indie uh, trivia. Okay. Um, the guy that had the monkey. We were asking about what happened to him. I don't know what happens to him later on in the movie, but he was the guy that tried to shoot Indy at the beginning of the movie. And his name is Vic, get this, Taliban. I mean the actor? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Vic Taliban. <laughs> Colin, go ahead with your list. My list? Uh, what's my yeah, list? I don't have a list. Was I supposed to have a list? Good job, Alex. What a prep guest. <laughs> Scott, go ahead. He listens to the show. That's on him. Scott, are you there? Ground control to Major Scott. Keep it short and sweet. This podcast uh, is turned shit. <laughs> yeah. Where the hell were you? I had my mic turned off because I was typing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> He's doing a Scott break. Yeah, <laughs> deal. All right, go. So, uh, I might have done this before, but I don't care. Uh, favorite uh, globe-trotting movies? I, I always like movies where they they go to multiple countries, mm, not just multiple okay. locations. Uh, so, doing tricks know. with basketballs. Yes, pretty much <laughs> playing playing against the hated generals. Uh, I thought the generals were due. <laughs> so, pretty you much could- any Bond movie. Uh, you yeah. can plug that in, especially the the more recent ones. Uh, but yeah, they they go. Uh, the last one was cool. They went to. They were in Malaysia. God damn, I can't remember the city. Uh, and they were in, didn't they go to Singapore and then they're like Kuala Lumpur or something like yeah they were, yeah they're in the awesome buildings in the city and then they yeah. go to the that 
the cool casino, and they're on that that weird island that's actually a real place with all the abandoned buildings. Yeah. Uh, Such a great Bond movie. Yeah, and then back to Scotland again, and they they start off the movie in Morocco, I think, or is it, or is it uh, Istanbul? I forget. No, uh, in Constantinople. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so so, so any Bond movie, they, they do a lot of this. Uh, the the Bourne movies kind of picked up where where those left off to the older Bond movies. Uh, a lot of a lot of different locations using those uh, kind of gives it an exotic feel, and then this ties into what we were saying earlier about. Uh, Indiana Jones um, being a, a spy, uh, you you kind of need that that kind of impetus to get the character to go to all these different countries. Impotent. So it's impetus, impetus. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, all the all the Indiana Jones movies would fall under awesome globe trotting movies. Yeah. So you you need you need the main character to be a spy or an archaeologist. Like there's not many professions that you know you'd have a, a good reason to send the guy off anywhere without some ma- massive MacGuffin to also back it up. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, as Jeff mentioned, the Kill Bill movies uh, gives an awesome, if unrealistic, look at Japan. Uh, you know, they're carrying on samurai swords onto planes, and <laughs> they get their own seeds. Hey, I've um, seen a lot of anime. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> Then the the fight at the end at the the stone garden in the snow, uh, and then finally uh, Godfather Part Two. Just because I like talking about Godfather whenever we can, uh, takes place in three different locations. But yeah, they there's a lot of flying around there between Cuba and back and forth from Italy. Uh, the the quintessential Sicily. Sicily sorry. Yeah. Jesus. The, the quintessential uh, American epic uh, gets an international feel to it with all the stuff going on with the young Vito and all the stuff that happens in Cuba. Um, so yeah, just just any movie. And then sometimes there's real stinkers. Uh, don't want to talk about it much, but like the National Treasure movies. Uh, more of a treasure protector. More of a treasure protector. The best thing about those movies is that they're, you know, going different places. Um, I don't remember Da Vinci Code all that much, but they kind of tool around Europe, if I remember correctly. I mm-hmm. Maybe someone could correct, remind me about that. What about Eurotrip? Eurotrip? <laughs> uh, that would definitely fall under a uh, globetrotting movie. Uh, gives a hyper-realistic look at all those different countries. Mm-hmm. Oh, the statue is so moving. Yeah, let's make out. <laughs> and yeah, so unless someone I have has list. any other globetrotting... Uh, that's my list, Colin. You got a list uh, now? I have a list now. Right. Um, and, and you guys can contribute because I only have a couple of movies that would fall under this. But favorite... I, I, I always loved movies that are set in suburbia. So some of my favorite suburbia movies are... The Burbs? Um, the Burbs is like my number <laughs> one. <laughs> I love that movie. And Edward Scissorhands is up there. And I, I recently watched uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Again. And that's a great, like, <laughs> suburbia movie. Uh, fun for the whole family. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have the cool 4D show. Yeah. Disney World. Disney. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. 
That was in Disneyland until they took it out and then brought back Captain EO. Yeah. Way, way better. Captain EO is way better. <laughs> Hooter! Hooter! Do you guys have any uh, favorite suburbia movies? What about uh, Pleasantville? Ooh. I think I saw that one. Pleasantville is an excellent movie. I highly recommend it to anybody watching, listening. Right. Don Knotts. Yep. The great Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween. You, ki- you killed Otis. Uh, suburban Commando. <laughs> Are you just naming movies with suburban in the yes. end? <laughs> <laughs> Suburbia, Suburban Commando. Yeah, Halloween would definitely fall under yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Sleepy Town, Sleepy Suburbs. You mentioned Poltergeist, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah, Poltergeist yeah. for sure. Um, Fright Night. I recently saw the original. Man. That was, it's a bit of a tough watch. Yeah. The remake or the, f- <laughs> the original? No, the original. Okay. But I will say that I was surprised that the vampire, spoilers, the vampire in the original was also um, Prince Humperdinck from Princess Bride. Humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. We should do that episodes one yeah. of these days. Friday night. <laughs> Anyways. Alex, let's hear your list. Oh, my list? Well, I thought you'd never ask. I didn't want to, but I think I'm contract- <laughs> contractually obligated. <laughs> if, we, if we don't do it, we're going to cancel it. <laughs> Thanks, Fox. Anyways, it, it my list is kind of in the line of Jeff's, where... This is kind of... You mean on topic? Stay on topic. <laughs> Sorry, Scott and Cohen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where it's just scary scenes that are pretty damn scary for, for movies that are supposedly like kids' movies, like PG and below. So one of, one of the really bad ones that I still kind of had nightmares about is in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? When Christopher Lloyd, the judge, is demonstrating how dip works, and he takes oh, that, yeah. that poor little cartoon shoe, <laughs> and he just slowly dips him in, and it starts melting. Oh, ugh. so That's sad. Horrifying. Oh my God, it's dip. Mm-hmm. You know what, Alex? That's a good one, but I had a different scene from that, and that's when he gets run over by the steamroller. That was another one of mine. I looked away from <laughs> when he yeah. pops up. Definitely. Not when he pops up, just when he gets run over, because I thought he was going to get completely oh, run over yeah, and like right, his right. head switched or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, of characters wow. getting run over, the, the big guy in Temple of Doom when he gets crushed by the rock crusher you know, right before they do the minecart scene. Same oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's always a terrifying <laughs> thought to me. That was pretty hard. That was pretty hard. <laughs> That's- that's true, but in the Roger Rabbit one, it was kind of slow happening. So it was, yeah, he would hear him like screaming for. I don't know. That seemed. I guess he screamed in Temple of Doom too. I don't know. For some reason, that one didn't bother me as much as no. Judge Doom getting it. Yeah. Oof. Hey, Doom in both of these titles. What was it? Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing like fifteen yeah. feet away. No. <laughs> yeah, but they cut away from that guy. Yeah, yeah, they cut. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Okay, another one that was really, really tough to watch was uh, in Hook, when Rufio gets stabbed through the heart. Uh, He deserved it. (laughs) What? (laughs) That guy was a jerk. 
At the end, he acknowledged that he was the pan. I hate that guy. I hated Rufio. <laughs> oh. It was Did so you sad. see what he they made that whole scene? I saw it. No, I didn't. Because there's, the, there's these guys that remake like scenes in movies, but instead of like real costumes, they just use cardboards and straws and you know, stuff around the house to kind of get it as close as possible. <laughs> when they, it's a YouTube thing, and then when they remade that scene, they actually got the the dude, but much older, that played Rufio, to oh, do it wow. all over again. <laughs> he got fat. <laughs> but well, yeah. shouldn't have left Never Never That's true. Wait, wasn't he giving uh, Peter Pan crap for getting fat and old? <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> well, this I stand next... by my comment. This, this next scene, I think you'll all agree that it was really, really tough and still gets me choked up to this day. It was a never-ending story when Atrax gets swallowed up by the uh, bog a of his... Atrax? Isn't, what? That the, isn't that the horse's name? <laughs> no. What's, what's the horse's name? Atreyu. No, that's the boy's name. Oh, right. Uh... The boy's name is Atreyu. Artax. Artax. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was far. I was way off. <laughs> No, you said eight, you said eight tracks. Yeah, eight tracks. Our tax eight tracks. Close He's... enough. You're making a mockery of my list. Eight tracks was a form of musical. <laughs> Not eight tracks. <laughs> you jackass. <laughs> eight tracks. Anyway, our tax. <laughs> Right. As I've been correct, is gets swallowed by the bog of eternal sadness, and Atreyu almost gets swallowed up by that thing too. You mean the swamp of eternal sadness? And that's what I said. <laughs> bog, swamp, same thing. Mhm. Yeah, that was a tough watch. Watching that horse just slowly just sink in there. And that's, uh, a, that's a rough watch for a kid, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, too. It's not like oh, the movie kind of ends with that at the climax. Nope. <laughs> Scott's calling in from an AM radio station now. Yeah, I yeah. know. What's up with you, Scott? <laughs> what? <laughs> your quality has degraded a bit. Wait, Scott, bang your chest and give us the the traffic report right now. <laughs> We're back. <Okay. laughs> We're back with Wolfman. <laughs> Ow. Wolfman doesn't give a traffic report. <laughs> but anyways, some horrifying trivia from that scene. The uh, kid that played Atreyu almost died getting swallowed up also by, oh, wow. uh, by the swamp. The actor almost died. That was, <laughs> I think that was the first of two times that he almost died on that movie. Yeah, I think I just read today for some random reason that some random website trivia where he, he like, his eye got... Almost got like gouged out in, in the the wolf scene. Oh, that was yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, it was almost called the early Indian story. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. I, honestly, I've only seen that movie like once or twice, and I was a kid. But that is one of that's the only scene I do remember because it was so like terrifying watching this horse and struggling and his eyes were all screwed up and everything. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. The, the ending theme is still stuck in my head to this day. Saw the theater as a kid, never left. 
So what's the traffic in the 405, Scott? <laughs> what's? I have no idea what I sound like. <laughs> you sound like an AM radio station. I don't know what that means. the traffic report. I do you not ever means. listen to AM radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, that's what you sound like. Well, Alex keeps getting watery, and Colin sounds really far away, so I don't know if there's something else going on. Mm. Well, anyways, my last one is uh, from Short Circuit 2. <laughs> the very famous, critically acclaimed Short Circuit 2. When uh, poor Johnny Five gets beaten up by those thugs and they're taking an axe to him and everything. It was brutal. Wow. That's a that's a really tough scene to watch. And they pop his eye out and it, its oil is leaking out. It's like he's bleeding to death. And they barely... F- he you know, picks himself back up, even though he's missing treads, and he puts himself back together. Ooh, ooh. Just thinking about <laughs> it, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. That's kind of bringing back memories, yeah. Yeah. What's worse, that or uh, Murphy getting destroyed <laughs> by all the guys in RoboCop? Murphy, definitely, but that wasn't the kid's movie. <laughs> I mean, I saw it as a kid, but it was the kid's movie. <laughs> Man. That was brutal. <laughs> Holy crap. Is that it? What? Is that, is that it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's my list. All right. It's time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I'm glad you guys finally explained that because I had no idea what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Other than being <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my news is the L.A. Angels of Anaheim are dominating. Just want to throw that out there. Really? Ooh. Then I am a fan this season. Nice. <laughs> I love it uh, when, I saw my, ghost... when my team wins that sport that they play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sport ball. <laughs> I saw Ghostbusters on the big screen yesterday. It was pretty awesome. I never, I never saw it in the movie theater as a kid, so it's good hey, to see that. How's Tony Danza, um, <laughs> how's Tony Danza holding up on the mound? And um, also, <laughs> no good. No. <laughs> um, all the news I got, and it's not even news. I was asking these guys earlier that new Destiny game is coming out, and everyone's been talking about it, and we're joking about how there's no real reviews about it. So, it what's going on there? And Scott jokingly said there's an embargo on reviews, and so it's interesting. No. I've found in my past that whenever a big game's coming out and they don't review it right away or ahead of time, it's usually for a reason because it sucks. I or because have, it's not that reviewable because it's such a long, like, open-ended type of game. Yeah, but don't these... I mean, you guys, I guess, would know more than me, but don't they always try to beat each other to the punch? So yeah, they why get are advanced they... copies. The press gets advanced copies and stuff. Usually right. it's Usually it's of the beta, uh, but they usually do get a final copy beforehand. I, I heard they usually have no advanced copies, though, for this. Oh, really? But they'll do day three. It's already out. Yeah, but they'll do impressions, and then they'll, there'll be an embargo until the actual game comes out. But is it already out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm surprised there's not a review yet. I'm saying, in my experience, usually that means it's going to get like a 7 or lower or something like that. So Sometimes, like I think Alex was just saying, MMO, it is an MMO, so they'll wait a little bit before they <coughs> give their full review on it. Yeah. Okay, well... We'll see. Um, I do want a new game. I haven't played a game in a while, and there hasn't been too many for the Xbox One, so I'm looking forward to it, but if it's going to stink, then forget it. 
Just wait for the reviews. Yep, that's what I am. I, I gotta imagine it's, it's probably pretty fun. I mean, it's a bungee game, so. There you go. Bungee. Uh, and that's my news. Uh, let's go in the same order then. So, Colin. Um, Apple magically made me want to buy a bunch of stuff this week. Again. Really? <laughs> With the watch and everything? I don't know. I I want to. I want to. I can't wait to see it in store because, like, I have no idea how. Like, it looks cool and it doesn't at the same. It's weird. It's shiny. Give me a break. <laughs> there you go. There's the real answer. <laughs> so, so what's up with the watch? Don't, doesn't Google already kind of have something like that? The watch. Yes, they do. Google and Samsung, they both have a watch. But a, I don't. I don't have an Android phone, and b. Ah. Uh, none of the Android ones look cool except for the Motorola one, which apparently has terrible battery life. So, but then I see guys, Can you put the watch up your ass? (laughs) (laughs) I'll pass it down to my kid. Probably get shot. (laughs) All right. Anything else, Scott? Scott. <laughs> I think Colin's dead. Uh, <laughs> so, a few pieces. Uh, just some sad news today. Um, Richard mm-hmm. Kyle uh, passed away at the age of 74. Uh, perhaps best known as Jaws in uh, Moonraker. And, oh. uh, Moonraker. And The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, just... All-time classic villain. Spy who loved me. Uh, so so popular in Spy Who Loved Me that they brought him back from Moonraker. He's just this uh, fantastic presence on a movie. Uh, he didn't get a lot of lines in the Bond movies, but it was a ton of fun seeing him in Bond fight. Uh, it was a little cheesy, but it, it was kind of a throwback to old black and white, like old Harold Lloyd with the giant. Uh, just a lot of fun. He had great, great... Uh, Spot in Happy Gilmore. I believe um, that belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> Is this and your you, ball? Yeah. Struck and you my foot. can count on me to be waiting for you in the parking lot. Oh, better run, shooter. Oh, better run. <laughs> <laughs> Just classic. And it, it, it's one of those things where, you, I, I don't know, sometimes I get the impression that people are just kind of just happy to be there, and he seemed like one of those guys. Um, based on like little bits of interviews and things I've seen with him, uh, so yeah, just just sad, uh, passed away. Then uh, on to some movie news. Uh, another Rambo movies in the works. Uh, <laughs> really? I, Expendables, I know, Expendable Six yeah. Rambo. I don't know <laughs> if this is the actual title. Maybe it's just a working title, but uh, Rambo: Last Blood. Uh, they drew Last Blood. Yeah, no idea what it's going to be about. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to die. Uh, so he's back in America by the end of the last movie, so maybe the government comes for him again. He goes to the hospital where Brian Dennehy's character is at, and then he just shoots him in the face. That's possible. <laughs> last blood. He goes back to the Pacific Northwest, and it's all just like Starbucks and tech companies. And <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, screw this, and hipsters. And he's like, I'm out of here. I'm killing everybody. This is what I was fighting for. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they call me a baby killer. 
Uh, so, yeah, so look forward to that sometime in 20-whatever. Uh, and then finally, a, a movie that I think is coming out later this year still. Um, another Marvel property, uh, Big Hero 6. That's oh, a I Marvel thing? I thought that was just a Disney thing. It's both. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I Marvel awesome. right? So I don't, I'm not sure if it's like the Marvel Universe, like... That they're that's gonna follow along with like Guardians of the Galaxy and all the Avengers movies, but hmm. it is a Marvel property and it is Disney. Um, yeah, animated. Uh, I remember seeing the trailer. The trailer um, was just one of the characters, but it it looks fun. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It looks like a cool, um, it's something kind of the vein of the Incredibles, um, just the the CG superheroes. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, that's picking up a lot of steam on with press and different things like that. So I'll, I'll kind of keep track of it. was an actual Pixar release. I thought I saw that in the title because it was just in the trailer for Ghostbusters. Okay, maybe it was Pixar. but Since uh, Disney owns all three, I guess it really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Disney Animation Studios uh, with, like, uh, Wreck-It Ralph wasn't Pixar. Yeah. So, yeah. They're stepping up. Uh, you know Big what? Time. I think it was Disney because I thought I remember I thought to myself that that character actual human characters looked like the frozen people and uh... oh no Big Hero Six is definitely Disney okay yeah I just don't know how Marvel how how closely Marvel is involved okay uh, hmm. is it an existing like comic book or anything it, like that yes it is okay hmm. uh, so it'd be interesting yeah. I I always like with in the wake of things like Guardians of the Galaxy that uh, they're they're risking uh, going after some of these smaller properties. Yeah, make for interesting things. No preconceived, you know, no no fan rage going in. Um, well, I heard on a podcast that uh, Marvel's going to get the rights for Spider-Man and X-Men back. So I did hear that. Mm-hmm. I heard it already happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, just the Fox properties. Oh, not Spider-Man. Sorry, and Fantastic X-Men. Four and uh, X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. My bad. Hopefully that comes true. Mm-hmm. Soon. I hate you, Alex. <laughs> oh, I like me. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah, that's my news. Cool. Jeff? All right. Now, Alex. Alex. I got tidbit a little, time. You got a little tidbit, tidbit time with Alex? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, apparently, the tick is returning. Uh, it, uh, it's probably uh, going to be uh, a, another live action show, and I think Patrick Warburton is on board. Is he going to reprise his role? Yeah, as El Tick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't care for that term. <laughs> so yeah, that was just I just came across that a couple days ago, and I was very very delighted. I should find the old episodes of both the cartoon and the TV show and just go through those again. They're so good. Yeah, that was that was a good one. When what year was that? Was that still in the nineties? That was in the nineties. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is that done with everybody's news? Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode. But before we leave, we got to pick a topic for next week, and that's on me. And uh, I think I want to do Jurassic Park. I don't know, for some reason I've had the itch to watch it, so this gives me a good reason to go back and watch it. Muchachos, <laughs> échame luz. And, uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, so we'll be talking about that next week. Um, before we leave, <laughs> before we leave, oh yeah, that guy died. And um, 
we have a T-Dex. So do all that crap on going to our Facebook page <laughs> and Twitter stuff. But what we really need you to do is get this T-shirt off our hands. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Get this T-shirt off our hands. <laughs> we haven't had enough of you guys submit con uh, information, so do that. But not only that, please go to iTunes and give us a rating. That's one thing we've been doing some research on and found out. Uh, if you guys just would take the time just to give us a whatever you think our rating should be, probably five or seven. Five it's out of five, generous. right? Yeah. In, in the comments, just write that this podcast is better than ten Super Bowls. Yes. <laughs> um, we really appreciate it. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks, Colin, for joining us this week. Thanks for having me again. It was fun. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Let's go faster. Have you guys done uh, Big Big Trouble Little China yet? Yeah. Nice. Good to know you're a fan of the show, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll shut up now. (laughs) It wasn't easy. Wait, I don't remember when we did Big Trouble in Little China. Well, too bad. What scene did we do? It wasn't easy. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. That was a while ago. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) And we're back.